Welcome to an enlightening podcast from IslamPodcasts.com. We encourage our listeners to please comment and let us know how we can grow in our knowledge to better serve our community. Please remind your family and friends to also visit IslamPodcasts.com for engaging discussions on current events, Islamic guidance, Quran, Tafsir, Sira, and much more. This week, we witnessed the transfer of power between Trump to Biden. And Biden actually gave an inauguration speech. In the glorious chapter of Islam, of the Abu Bakr Siddiq, when he actually gave the inauguration speech. I just want to actually see some of the, uh, review some of the speech. He made a very small speech at that time. It was like a short paragraph. But it was actually full, chock full of lots of principles. I just wanted to actually go through that and remind ourselves about the, the, the history of uh, Islam, how the, the first Khalifa of Islam, that actually, and how he laid down the principles of the inauguration and how he wanted to actually uh, set the ruling. So this is a very important aspect at that time because Rasulullah had just passed away. And this is considered as the, 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 the biggest event, the biggest calamity that people, when you read the, the Sira, when you read the Maghazi, when, when you read the history books about this topic or this incident, they consider this is the biggest calamity that ever happened to Muslimin. Because before that, Rasulullah was the direct connection with Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. He used to get, receive the wahi from Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. Any question, any situation that happens, they would go to Rasulullah and he would get the way from Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala and people and the, the Muslimin would be guided. With the passing of Rasulullah that door had closed down on the Muslimin. So this is considered in the books as the greatest calamity that the Muslims ever uh, experienced. So in, in that situation, when the greatest calamity happened, we know how uh, some of the Sahaba they used to be the mountains and how they were in a state of shock. We know what happened to Umar al-Khattab, we know what happened to uh, Usman and Ali. So all the Sahaba, they were in a state of shock. During this time, the Rasulullah has not been buried yet. The, the Sahaba started deliberating who's going to be the next uh, ruler of the state. That was the state that Rasulullah struggled 10 years in Medina to establish. And when he passed away, all the Arabian Peninsula was under his direct rule. So, so they actually went to Bani Sa'da and they actually had the deliberations about who's going to be the next Khalifa. And they actually uh, uh, came to agree that Abu Bakr Sadiq is going to be the next Khalifa. So the next day when he was actually given a bayah in the Banu Sa'ada, and the next day when he came to Masjid, he actually gave a very short speech, the khutbah. And this has been recorded by Al-Bada'a and Ahaya by Hafiz ibn Kasir. He said that, all people, I have been appointed over you, though I am not the best among you. If I do well, then help me. If I act wrongly, then correct me. Truthful is synonymous with fulfilling the trust. And lying is equivalent to treachery. The weak among you is deemed strong by me until I return to them what is 
rightfully theirs. Insha'Allah, and the strong among you is deemed weak by me until I take from them what is rightfully someone else's, insha'Allah. No group of people abandons the jihad fi sabilullah except that Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala makes them suffer humiliation. And evil and mischief does not become widespread among a people except that Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala inflicts them with a widespread calamity. Obey me as long as I obey Allah and His Messenger And if I disobey Allah and His Messenger I have, then I have no right to your obedience. Stand up now and pray. May Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala mercy on you. So you can see that this is a very short khutbah. But it's a chock full of principles that we get to review the lessons from this uh, khutbah. So first of all, Abu Bakr Siddiq, he said, declared that he's not the best among them, even though he was the best. The humbleness that he had in his heart. And also he actually had a fear. The taqwa Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. And that taqwa is based on one of the hadiths narrated by Bukhari that uh, Rasulullah said, any man who Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala has given the authority of ruling among some people and does not look after them in an honest manner will never feel even smell the, the, uh, the smell of the paradise. The smell of the paradise is something that will be, can be smelled from thousands of years of distance. But if somebody is a ruler and he does not do justice to his, his, uh, his duty, then they will not even uh, get the smell of the, uh, the, uh, the fragrance of the Jannah. So Abu Bakr Siddiq, obviously, he was concerned that if he is not doing his, uh, the job properly, then he's going to be held accountable to Allah And that's the common thread that we're going to see all the lessons uh, through the, throughout this uh, khutbah. So another lesson that he had, that he actually established that the citizens had the right to scrutinize and hold accountable the rulers. Even he said in the khutbah, if I do well, then help me. And if I act wrongly, then correct me. So this is kind of establishing the principle that not only the citizens have the right, but they have a duty to hold the, the rulers accountable. And they are not supposed to blindly follow the rulers, even in the sin. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, the ayah that I recited at the beginning of the, uh, the khutbah, this ayah was, uh, uh, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala is declaring in Surah Ali Imran, ayah number 110, that you, he's talking, addressing the Muslimin. That you are the best nation raised among the mankind. And why Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala is declaring us the best nation? There's a reason for that. That you enjoin the ma'roof. Ma'roof is all the good. All everything that is in accordance to the, 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 the teachings of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. And forbid the munkar. And you believe in Allah. So that's obviously the first principle that, uh, uh, the, the, sec uh, the second principle that we established in this khutbah. The third principle that is a, uh, the lesson that we can take from this, the truthful should also always be the basis of all dealings between the leader and his, peop and his people. So when he said in the khutbah, the truthful is synonymous with fulfilling the trust, and lying is tantamount to the treachery. 
So he's saying that this is the basis, the truthfulness, being straightforward with the with uh, with the ruling and and the, the dealing with, with between the people and the ruler, is the basis, and this is the correct basis. And the, this actually helps people to develop a trust between the ruler and rule and the rule. We know that in today's the the, the, the democratic system or the man-made systems, trust is one of those commodity that is very very hard to get by. We know that. But it doesn't matter whether it's a Trump, whether it's a, uh, Obama or the Biden or anybody else or even the rulers of the Muslim country. We don't trust them because they lie to the people. And that's one of the things that Abu Bakr al-Siddiq is saying that trust, for, uh, truthfulness is the fundamental relationship, the corners to the relationship between the ruler and the ruled. Next lesson from his khutbah is that establishing the principles of justice and equality. He said that the weak among you is deemed strong by me until I return to them which is rightfully theirs, insha'Allah. So he's saying that the, the justice and equality is not, is, is the, going to be the, the principle that the Islamic State is going to be functioning on. It doesn't matter if somebody is powerful, powerful because he may have the physical strength, he may have the political strength, he may have the, the financial resources, or what have you. If somebody has taken somebody else's right unjustly, that person, even though he may be powerful in society, is weak in the eyes of the ruler. Until the, the justice or the, the, the right that has been taken away from the weak has been restored to the person. And this is a justice that was actually uh, appreciated and liked by the people. And the masses converted to Islam because of the justice Islam was providing. And just to give you one quick shout back from the history, the Muslims were invited to come to the Spain to deliver the justice because the people over there were getting oppressed by the Visigoth uh, king, the Christian king. So this is something that the justice, the Muslims were known for delivering justice. And we need to go back to be able to deliver the justice. The next lesson from his khutbah is that the uh, the jihad is sabir Allah. Abu Bakr Siddiq said, no group of people abandons the jihad is sabir Allah, the armed struggle in the path of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, except that Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala makes them suffer humiliation. So this is something that we, we know that the, uh, when Abu Bakr Siddiq became the Khalifa, it was a, uh, Rasulullah sallallahu had actually uh, controlled Arabian Peninsula at that time. But there was actually a lot of rebellions that was going on there, so the, the, the need for armed struggle was not lost uh, on that situation. And the next lesson is the war against the wickedness and shameful acts. Al-Baqa Siddiq Zildarana says, uh, And wickedness does not become widespread among a people, except that Allah subhanahu wa inflicts them with widespread calamity. So he understood that when they, their material well-being, when the people become wealthy, when they, they become actually, uh, um, they actually have a lot of uh, resources, they actually start deviating from the path of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. And this is when the calamity Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala uh, imposed by Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala says in the Surah, uh, surah Al-Isra, ayah number 16, I'm giving the translation, Bismillah ar-Rahman And when we decide to destroy a town, 
Pariyatan. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala is using the word the Pariyat. Population. We first send a definite order to obey Allah and be righteous. For um, to those among you, we first increase in number to those in population and who are giving the, the good things of this life. So Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala gives them the prosperity. Then they transgress therein. And thus the word of torment is justified against them. Then we destroy it with complete destruction. So whenever Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala gives somebody ease in this dunya, they, they take advantage of that ease and they start transgressing as the limits of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. And this is what Abu Bakr Siddiq was rewarding at his khutbah. That whenever you have the ease, the material ease of the dunya, does not mean that you can start transgressing against the limits of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. This is exactly when Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala start punishing and give, uh, start giving you widespread calamities. The, the next lesson, or the last lesson that, uh, here is the, the sources of legislation and declaration that the leader is not above the law. And that's one of the important ones as well. Al-Bukha Siddiq said, Obey me as long as I obey and Allah's messenger. And if I disobey Allah and his messenger, وسلم, then I have no right to your obedience. So this is making it clear that the he is becoming a ruler, he is becoming a khalifa, that he must be obeyed. But the obedience is conditional on what? That as long as the ruler is ruling by what Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala has revealed. And if that does not happen, then the person who is being ruled has no uh, doesn't have to obey the ruler. There's a hadith of Rasulullah narrated by Sahih Bukhari. The, the Rasulullah said, there is no obedience when it comes to sinning. Obedience is restricted to all ma'roof. Ma'roof is all the good, all the nobles, and accept anything acceptable in Islam. There's another hadith report by Bukhari. Rasulullah said, a Muslim has to listen and obey the ruler. When? whether he likes it or not, as long as his order involves not one in disobedience of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. But if an act of disobedience to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala is imposed, one should not listen to it or obey it. And the translation of the meaning is that Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala is saying, Oh, you believe. He's asking the, the, the believers to obey Allah and his messenger. And those among you are on the authorities, who are the Muslim uh, people in authority, not the non-Muslims, obviously. And this obedience to the rulers is not unconditional. He's giving us the, the framework how this obedience has to be implemented. What is the framework? Whenever you disagree among yourselves in any item, then you have to refer it back to Allah and His Messenger. This means that you cannot agree on something which is against the, uh, the commands of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. And Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala is reminding us, if you believe in Allah in the last day of judgment. So remind us that if you believe in Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, this means and day of the judgment, this means we're going to go back to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala on the day of judgment, and we will be asked by Him how we actually conduct our life. And the, the way we need to conduct our life is by the commands of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. So, this kind of a concludes the lessons, but one common theme that we see on all of these uh, lessons is the taqwa. Taqwa is the common thread on all of these things because we have to be cognizant of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala and His commands. 
And we have to remind ourselves that we're going to go back to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. Whether there's a ruler or the ruled, there are some checks and balances in the system. And there's an inherent in the system of Islam, the, the, the Khilafah system. And that's the most important thing, that once we all agree and understand and internalize this, the concept of taqwa, that we have to be God conscious, that we're going to be going back to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, no matter what we do, we will be we ask Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala on the day of judgment. That helps people keep in check whether it's a ruler or the rule of the population of the, uh, in, uh, of the citizens. Thank you for listening to this podcast. Podcasts on current events, Islamic guidance, Quran, Tafsir, and Sira are available at islampodcasts.com as well as on iTunes. Rate, review, and comment and let us know how we can grow in our knowledge to better serve our community. Please subscribe. Share and tell a friend about islampodcasts.com.